This is episode 309 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Hey guys, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. Hey, I believe after all these years of prepping that having multiple streams of income is a key to living the prepared life. And my ebook and access to the Prepper Website forums is the way to do that. If you want some more information, you can get it on in the show notes or come over to the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. Hey guys, I just want to let you know today's going to be a different type of podcast, a special one, um, actually. So I had a very long meeting uh, on the other side of town. And on the way back home, I uh, felt like I needed to stop off. I have a family member who, uh, who's been in the hospital for a while, and I really felt like I needed to stop and pray with them. And that just made it to where I got home really, really super late. And so um, I, I just know that if I do the podcast and I do the articles that I was going to, that I had prepared to read, um, I'd be going to bed really, really late. And I'll, I would just, I'll pay for it the whole rest of the week. I do have some audio files of videos that I have created. So uh, if you're not familiar with the Facebook Live that I do every Thursday night, uh, I in, when I first started it, I was taking articles that um, that I have read on the podcast, and then I was bouncing off of those and just kind of using those as as maybe a structure, but um, really bouncing or for the topic, I guess. But then really bouncing off of those and just giving commentary and just talking, you know, about that subject from you know what I know and my experience and preparedness and just talking about that. And so uh, I, I would release those videos on Facebook Live or I would do them on Facebook Live and then I would also release them on YouTube. I would edit them down and when I would edit them down, I would also make an audio file of that. And so I've kind of been sitting on a lot of these uh, and I thought, you know, right now is probably a good time to use it because I didn't want to not do a podcast episode. But uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and release this one. And this one is specifically about making a blackout kit. I think one of the things that's funny is the meeting that I was at, uh, we were talking about hurricane preparedness or, or insurances because hurricane season is coming up. And, you know, for the churches and stuff like that in our area, you know, it, it was, it's a big deal uh, to be able to know uh, all about that information, have all that information in place. And so, you know, having a blackout kit is very important to anyone, you know, going through hurricane season, uh, gearing up for that starting in June or even so many other types of scenarios. And so this specific article that I was bouncing off of was uh, came to us from the survivalistblog.net and it was entitled How to Put Together a Prepper Blackout Kit. I'm going to link to that in the show notes, but I'm also going to just, you know, play that um, that video, you know, that commentary that I just, you know, continue to talk about there. And uh, it's still, it'll be a little bit shorter than normal, but I think it's some good information. So if you don't come over to the Facebook Live, if you don't, if you're not on Facebook, if you didn't listen to that video, 
this is going to be a, a lot of new information because it's not only the the article but again like i said I'm, I'm bouncing off of that and just giving a lot of other commentary from things that i've learned over the years and so hopefully you do enjoy that and so like i said i will link to the article if you want to go read that uh, a little bit later on uh, you'll have that in the show notes so uh, without further ado here we go uh, how to put together a prepper blackout kit everyone i'm todd sepulveda the editor of prepper website and the host of the prepper website podcast.com Hey, every week I try to do, or I started doing this, um, this Facebook Live on my favorite article of the week. And so it's one of the articles that I read on the podcast last week that, uh, that I thought was interesting, that I think is valuable to you know, a lot of people out there. So I know some of you don't necessarily listen to the podcast, maybe because you just that's not your thing. But I thought I'd come over to Facebook Live and once a week do this. So let's go ahead and... And go to, let's try this again. Let's see if we go to um, my my desktop. And the uh, the article that I am reading is from episode uh, 206. And so it was wicking beds and potatoes for food storage and blackout kit. And so the article comes to us from the survivalistblog.net. MD Creekmore over there has a great uh, website, great community. Um, you know, they they put out a lot of great content, and then a lot of great comments as well. So, uh, you know, definitely a, a great website out there. But anyway, so he talked about how to put together a prepper blackout kit, or at least uh, the person writing this can can. Uh, I talked a little bit about his uh, prepper blackout kit, and uh, basically what he what he's saying is he's got this. This um, this box, basically, it's a dry box where he keeps all his his uh, information, all his all his um, his his blackout kit stuff in there, his gear. That's what I'm trying to say. And so I guess this is a nice little snapshot of what he keeps in there. Uh, we're going to talk just a little bit about this stuff very very quickly. So uh, when you go into the article, um, he just talked about the the need for the blackout kit and how it. Uh, how it evolved over the years and so it was like in a fish tackle uh, box he talks a little bit about that and then he talks about I mean, now it's in a dry box he's added stuff uh, as as the years have gone on and one thing that he said is that this this kit is kind of close by it's kind of hidden he has it like in a in a in table so you know people don't see it but it's it's there so if he really needs to get to it uh, really quickly now one of the things, of course, people would say, well, well, dang, Todd, if it's, you know, if it's, um, if it's kind of hidden and uh, the lights go out, what is he going to do? And so he talked about that. He's got flashlights and, and all over, you know, all over the house. And, and I really, I totally, truly understand what he's talking about because uh, I, I have the same as well. Uh, I just think, you know, you should have flashlights. You should have lights available. You just never know what's going on. And there has been times at night where the, you know, it has gone completely pitch black. And I know exactly where my lights are, where my flashlights are. You know, I have about three or four of them on the mantle. Now, they're, they're hidden, so they're not, like, all lined up or anything. Uh, so when people come over, I mean, you know, they're behind things. But they're there. And so, I mean, one of the things, I, I carry this little outlight. And I've talked a little bit about this one. I don't know if you can see it there. But uh, I've talked about this one. This is one from Hurricane Harvey that I had. And this little sucker is just, uh, you know, it's got the, the light, the telescopic 
you know, way that you can go ahead and focus that light. And uh, one of the things that how I saw if the water was rising or not was across the street from my house, there's a fire hydrant and it's blue and then it has a white top on top of it. And so we were kind of seeing the blue disappear. But then in the middle of the night when we lost the power and everything, or they actually turned the power off to kind of save the grid. Uh, you know, we couldn't really see it anymore, but with this light, I could flash it all the way across the street and I could see very clearly, I could see that the water was still rising. So anyway, there is actually a little trick to this. Uh, I'm going to probably come right back on since I have all my equipment up. I'm probably going to do a quick little video on uh, just in case you, you have a problem with this because I found an issue. Uh, I found an issue and I found a way to solve it. And ever since I fixed it, I've never had the problem again. But I like it took me a little while to search for it and uh, found it. But anyway, so if you're watching, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that here in just a minute. So um, all right, so let's go ahead and go back to the article. Uh, he he talked about having flashlights everywhere so that he could get to his flashlight so then he could get to his dry box to open up his blackout kit and get to everything that he needs. Um, you know, one of the things he he goes into the fact of you know keep it simple. You don't want to get too crazy. Um, I I. Well, let me let me talk a little bit about what he has here, and then I'll come back and and say some of the things that that I've changed or that I have in mind. Now, he talked about this mag light, and I haven't really had anyone talk about a mag light back when I first started in preparedness. That was probably one of the the, the flashlights to have. They were heavy, they were uh, heavy duty, um, they had a lot of power. You know, they had the the ones with the D cells, where you know you have like four D cells in there, uh, batteries. I mean, those suckers. You know. Know, there were if you needed to hit somebody over the head with I mean, you were going to do some damage right um, but I don't know so much about those anymore um, so he, he talks a little bit about those the classic mag lights um, I don't know if I completely agree with them I know some of you you might have it if you have it hey drop drop it in the uh, you know what if you if you have a flashlight like a favorite flashlight then just drop it in the in the show note or not in the show notes in the comments and let me know so I can uh, just kind of see what they are. Because I'm always up for getting a, another fl flashlight. I mean, I love I love having a decent flashlight. Um, uh, he talked a little bit about just you can't have enough flashlights. And again, I agree. He talked about the Ozark Trail 10-pack for 14. Uh, I think that's, um, if I'm not mistaken, that's a Walmart brand. Uh, maybe not. But I think you can get them at Walmart. And he talked about Harbor Freight. You can get the cheap ones there. So, you know, get the cheap ones if you, if you want to. Maybe if you've got kids, you know that kids are going to. Uh, I, I know when I was young uh, with Star Wars and all that, I mean, every flashlight was a lightsaber, right? Especially those plastic ones, uh, you know, those, those, those really cheap plastic ones that never survived. But anyway, so, you know, maybe having some of those for kids and if, if, it, uh, if, the, if the power goes out, the power goes out, you have the kids, you want to give them something so they feel a little comfortable. So you can give them a cheap little flashlight. So I think that might be a good idea there. Uh, having batteries, and he talked a little bit about copper tops. I know recently I was reading um, uh, my friend Tim Gamble. He talked about uh, you know checking you know, the prepper to-do list. We read his article on the podcast here recently, and he talked about that he liked the Amazon batteries, that they lasted for 10 years and they hadn't done them wrong and all that kind of stuff. And so I, I think you need to have a good supply of batteries. Um, you know, one of the things that I uh, that I would suggest, and you know, what? I have it right here. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna disappear from the uh, from the the camera so I can show this to you. But the, the little battery carrier. So if you if you have a lot of batteries and they're coming in big packages and they're kind of loose, I've made the mistake before in the past, just kind of you know having a big box of batteries and, and you try to line them up and you try to keep them all you know straight and everything. But eventually they're going to fall or someone digs in there or whatever and they fall and uh, they start. Uh, you know, they start touching each other and then they start leaking all over the place. So I've lost some batteries just because of that. And it was stupid. But anyway, if you can invest in some of these where you put uh, the batteries in, I mean, this, I keep this here for the double A's and uh, the, the kids are always using these. Definitely. I like the inner loop, uh, the inner loop rechargeable batteries. But anyway, so having some of these, I think are worth it. That way they don't touch each other and you know, they're going to be safe and all that good stuff. But anyway, so I, I think, um, you know, having those batteries, definitely having batteries is important and having uh, a good, uh, good rechargeable ones. That's, I, I'm always going to push the rechargeable ones. I'm going to push, you know, the ones that you could possibly charge, you know, through solar and, and stuff like that. But I do think it's a good idea to have some regular batteries as well. Um, you, you definitely, you know, I, I, I'm not going to say I don't have them. I do have them. So uh, let me just kind of go there. He talks about a headlamp. I think everyone should have a headlamp. Uh, and I want to say, is this the article? I don't believe this is the article. And they all run run together for me since I'm um, since I'm reading uh, so many different articles. But he talked about having them in different places and even one for first aid kits. Because a lot of the times when you think about uh, first aid and you think about, you know, it's like, hey, you know, it's, you have uh, this perfect, you know, the perfect scenario. It's going to be daylight. It's going to be sunny and someone gets hurt and you bring out your first aid kit and you're able to, to help them out. You never think that someone's going to get hurt right in the middle of, you know, a blackout or right in the, you know, at night when you're out somewhere and then you're trying to hold a flashlight and take care of them or you, you tell them to hold the flashlight and while you're trying to take care of them and they might be really hurting. And so having a headlamp, I think is a good idea. It definitely not only for for, you know, whenever you're doing stuff for whatever you need it for. But uh, even even in a first aid kit, I think that's a good idea. Talk a little bit about glow sticks. I'm not a real big glow stick person, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you can have some of those as well. I think they're kind of expensive for what they, uh, you know, for how long they last. Um, Ziploc bags full of tea lights. I don't know if I would go with, with just tea lights. I would think that, and now, granted, I'm, I'm going to give this guy props, right? Uh, what's his, what was his name? His name is Kevin? Ken. Ken. I'm giving Ken props because he's got this blackout kit. I mean, I, you know, that's, I think that's way ahead of a lot of people out there. You know, a lot of people have flashlights thrown in a junk drawer. You don't even know if they're, if they're working or not. But um, I, I would go with, uh, you know, a, a better candles. I wouldn't just go with tea lights. And it's very easy. I mean, if you, if you are, uh, you know, in your house, you can have decorative candles. You can have them out, whatever. Um, you know, here we, we're on a Christmas season here when this is being recorded. And so after the Christmas season, you have all kinds of candles go on sale. So if you go to Wally World or whatever, and they'll have a, like a clearance section, I've I've bought some really nice candles and uh, for you know for two dollars, and they're the the the, the really big ones, uh, kind of like the Yankee candles or whatever. If you know what I'm talking about, there, like Todd, you're talking too much about candles. What kind of what kind of guy are you? Anyway, so uh, I've, I've purchased some really nice ones. So when Harvey hit and we lost our power, and it was uh, you know we were at night, at night things were going on. We uh, 
Uh, of course, we didn't have the flashlights. We didn't run the flashlights all night long, but we did turn on a candle. We turned on one candle that had three wicks. We made sure it was put in a nice place that, was, um, that wasn't going to be tumped over or anything like that. So uh, it was easy to be able to get to uh, the flashlight. So, you, you know, the, the candle gave some kind of light. So he, he's talking a little bit about tea lights. I kind of understand that uh, because they're small and you can put a lot of them out. Um, but I don't know. I think I would go with a little bit bigger candles. Um, and then you might go to like a resale shop. And you might find some at a resale shop. Uh, you might, you know, very, you know, garage sales, those kinds of things. Heck, you can even make your own if you can find. I know that at a garage sale, I picked up a big slab of wax, um, you know, like a hobby wax that people were making their own candles or whatever. And so you can make your own candles. I think that's a, that's a good deal. And he talks a little bit about uh, the weather radio. And um, the one that he points out is this Midland WR-120. I have the same exact one. I think it's a, it's a good one. And so uh, I just have it have it plugged up and it's on top of my refrigerator and uh, if there is an emergency alert it goes off or if i want to hear the weather i can push that and go i think that's a great idea he talks a little bit about the, the gmrs and frs radios one of the uh now we didn't do this during the during hurricanes but uh, i have a friend that i worked with that during and it wasn't recently during hurricane um harvey but during hurricane ike uh, everybody up and down the, their street. I mean, they're really good friends. Everyone's lived there for a while. They know they've known everyone, and so they were all on the, the small radios, and they were all on the same channel. So when things were going on, people were like, "Hey, have you lost power? Hey, how are you doing? Do you need anything?" So they were able to communicate with each other all up and down the the, the neighborhood street. I thought that was a great idea, and so you might have to you know you might have something like that just to communicate with. Uh, you know, family members for whatever reason, if you're walking around the house and checking on things and those kinds of things. But I think it's a good idea if you if you're close with your neighbors and you know that a storm is coming or whatever, maybe a blizzard. Those of you that are up in the north, I think that's a great idea to have those radios and just like you can always let each other know, hey, we're going to be on channel whatever. And uh, if you have something, you'll just just let us know if you if you need something uh, for, you know, whatever. Right. You have an emergency or whatever. All right, um, let me see. And then he talked about the dry box and, and what he used. You can even use like a five-gallon box, all those kinds of things. So let me, let me talk a little bit. It's a great article. I'm going to link to it uh, in, the, in the description so you can go check that out and, uh, and read it and, and go check out the comments. So that's, that's one of the things that's great about, um, about MD's. Uh, uh, community over there, you, know, you have a lot of comments. So people are giving a lot of uh, extra information and, and, and great advice and things like that. So that's where the comments are, are pretty valuable a lot of the times. So anyway, a couple of things that I would add. Um, I like to have uh, an inverter, and you might not have this like in a in a dry box that would I like I wouldn't keep I don't keep mine in an end table. I don't keep mine inside the house. I have mine in my garage. But anyway, so I have an inverter. I think an inverter is very important during Harvey. We used it. I wrote about that. Uh, you know, after the, you know, when the, the sun came up and we realized it was starting, the water was starting to drain, but the power was out. Uh, we were hearing that the power was going to be out for a couple of days. We didn't want to lose what we had in the freezer. So I went ahead and, and hooked up the inverter to my truck. The truck was full of gas. I could have done this for many, many, many days. And so started it up and uh, 
hooked up the inverter and ran an extension cord over to the refrigerator and ran that for a couple of hours and then turned it off and you know was just willing to do that for a couple of days to save the food that we had in the refrigerator and so i think that's something that you should add to a blackout kit you want to make sure you get an inverter that has enough wattage to be able to do that uh, i think that in you know when you think about it you know like well todd we have a generator and that's great if you have a generator but if you can't afford a generator then you, you have a vehicle and like my truck has 30 gallons in there so it's a 30 gallon tank and that's a lot of fuel it's going to run for a long time and so i think it's uh, you can even run it without the um with, if you're running it on low low wattage stuff you can even run it without having the car on but uh just have it on i mean i think it's i think it's very valuable so if you don't have a generator you can't afford a generator and getting getting an inverter i think like 50 60 bucks i mean you would be good you can save what you have in your refrigerator right another thing is i i had plenty of uh, ways to charge my cell phone so although the electricity was out and we didn't have power in the house uh, phone cell towers were still working phones are still going on and so uh, you know we're able to communicate with everybody just through their phones and so we have uh, many many different battery uh, options you know battery packs whatever uh, so many different things out there so I would uh, invest in some of those just go to Amazon and start looking them up find something that is find the most milliamp hours that you can find without uh, you know at the best price and then look at the reviews anything that's over 500 reviews has 500 reviews and it's 4.5 4 4.5 five stars is going to be great just get that I mean so I have multiple batteries like that and that's one thing that I would do you want to think about maybe some plugs some uh, you know different um, power strips and uh, adapters you know like three-way plugs if you need to plug into something extra like that um, I talked about the inverter, maybe some low uh, like LED lights. Now, this Christmas time is a great time to do this. Uh, a couple of years back, I bought some Christmas lights that were like it was a dollar, a um, dollar a pack. And there are these um, LED lights that are just really, really, um, you know, low power. But you could string them up and put them. So if you have, a, you know, a car battery or whatever, you can run them off of that. Uh, and so I think that's a, that's a great deal and you can have lights going everywhere. So that's another option. Um, there was also, um, you can find this during Christmas time as well. And so I, I'm thinking about this. I have this in my, in my kit as well. Um, there are Christmas lights, I guess that they're made to, to be outdoors and not connected to actual uh, electricity. They run on, on batteries and they have a little solar panel on there. And it's very small. It's, it's kind of like the, the lights that uh, you have out landscaping lights. But if you can find some of those, I would pick some of those up because I, I think they're like $5.99. I picked up two or three of them and the suckers work, right? And you just put them out during the day, charge up, charge up, and then you can turn it, have a little switch you turn on and they work. So uh, I, would, I would invest in some of those. Um, you might need a couple of lighters to light the candles and things like that. Um, and that might be something that you're, you want to go ahead and, and put into that, uh, that blackout kit. But I think it's a great idea. I think it's a great idea. So if the, you know, the power starts going out, um, you, have, you have dedicated supplies that you know that you can go and you can get. And that's something that touches everyone. I mean, power goes out for everyone. And hopefully power never goes out indefinitely for everyone, right? That would, that would suck. That would be the big one. So anyway, that's, um, that's this article, right, uh, how to put together a prepper blackout kit. 
And that was over at episode 206 uh, of uh, the Prepper Website Podcast. Well, everyone, that's it for episode 309. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that information about preparing a blackout kit. And uh, hopefully you uh, are working on one. If you don't have one, I think you should start putting it together. And hopefully this uh, episode uh, will help you in, in that respect. And then also don't forget to go over to the survivalistblog.net and uh, read that article as well. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. You can head on over to the Prepper website, podcast.com. That way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, and take a moment to connect with me and also share out this episode. Uh, it's always a big blessing when uh, you share out the episode and it gets out there to other people who aren't familiar with the Prepper website podcast yet. Uh, but then they listen and they start uh, you know, becoming more prepared as well. And so we have all kinds of links over at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. You can connect with me on uh, all, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and also ways to share out uh, the, the podcast episodes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.